Hello, welcome to our Fighting Flu podcast. My name is Dr Laura Hill and today I'm joined by Verian Nichols. Verian is our Children's and Maternity Programme Manager and also a podcast veteran. <laughs> um, with this being your, it's your second podcast with us, isn't it Verian? It is, well, yes. Welcome back. Thank, Thank you very much. much. That makes you a veteran. So I, I, I think veteran's a bit longer. <laughs> the first time you were on, we were talking about the advice sheets that are available on our websites for parents who have have a sick or or an injured child but this time round today it's all about flu isn't it? It is and um, I've never had flu so I've spoken to a couple of people to kind of explain to me what the difference between having flu is and a cold and the way it was described to me by my friend is if somebody offered you £50 and put it the other side of the room if you've got flu you're not going to be capable of getting it. Yeah that's right it is it's really nasty and you can often feel really very unwell you can have high temperatures, headaches, feel dizzy when you try and get and, and stand up. And I actually feel really rubbish for many days. And even as you start to recover, you'll probably feel quite washed out for a couple of weeks afterwards. So it's not nice. Certainly, patients find it very hard to be certain whether or not this is something really serious because they feel that unwell. I have had the honour of having what what I feel was flu, uh, but you see a patient, they have a high temperature, headaches, they feel dizzy whenever they try and sit up. It really knocks you off your feet. And if you are somebody who is particularly vulnerable, older in age, or maybe living with other long-term conditions, it can really set you back. I had examples of people feeling really very unwell for many weeks afterwards. We talk a lot about at-risk groups Mm. that need to have the flu vaccine. That's right. Um, But I'm sure that most people don't really understand what we mean by an at-risk group. We hopefully all commonly understand that if you're age 65 and over, then the flu vaccine is free. Evidence has shown that that population benefit greatest, really, from having the flu jab. Those people who live with long-term health conditions, so that's things like bronchitis, emphysema, and these are conditions we more often call chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD, but a mouthful, isn't it? Diabetes, heart disease, kidney disease, or those who have suffered stroke. So it's quite a wide-ranging number of conditions. But completely as importantly pregnant women yes and that's a group possibly that people aren't necessarily expecting to need to have a flu vaccine yeah and that's quite worrying I think some of that may be concern I don't know what do you think well I think some women are concerned that firstly it might be a live vaccine that they're taking and that that secondly means that there's a risk to their actual baby or to themselves Uh, I can understand that so in medical jargon the flu jab is attenuated so that means it can't actually give you flu. But what we do know is that 97% of laboratory confirmed flu in babies are those babies whose mothers haven't had the flu jab during their pregnancy. So it is really important. So does that mean that the baby gets some kind of immunity from the mother having the flu jab? Yeah, absolutely, during breastfeeding and and the time immediately after birth. And that's when the baby is obviously most vulnerable and at risk. And what are the other benefits to having the flu jab? When you're pregnant, obviously the baby's growing, Um, it's putting quite a lot of pressure on your internal organs, particularly your lungs. You can't breathe as deeply when you're heavily pregnant, know that from experience. (laughs) That can increase the risk of of lung infections like pneumonia. Having risk factors like diabetes, which is increasingly common in, in ladies who are pregnant, 
A pregnant woman who catches flu, far more likely to need admission to hospital than actually a woman who isn't pregnant. Um, and it can be serious, both for the unborn baby and for the newborn babies, as we were saying, can lead to premature birth, low birth weight, stillbirth, sadly even death in the first few weeks of life so this is really serious and I would encourage women who are pregnant to absolutely go along and have the flu jab from their GP surgery. And there's no evidence that there's any risk to women That's having right. the flu jab so yep. it's pretty much a no-brainer. <laughs> You'd think wouldn't you? Yeah it's yep. absolutely safe to have the flu vaccine at any stage of pregnancy whether you're in the first few weeks or even up to your expected due date so go along and get it done. And of course these healthy babies that we we're having grown to children That's and right. they'll be able to get the flu vaccine thankfully via a nasal spray yeah <laughs> that's much kinder isn't it nasal vaccines available free on the nhs for any children born between the 1st of september 2014 and august the 31st 2016 <laughs> obviously if they're older than that they'll be in reception or school years one to five and usually that's therefore given through through the school system and any child two to 17 who has one of those long-term health conditions that we spoke about earlier would be eligible too Excellent. And so if you're interested, there's more details as such as kind of who administers the vaccine to children and any possible side effects on the NHS um, UK website. You just need to search for child flu vaccine. That's right. And there are other methods, obviously, of preventing it. One misconception, actually, is that even if you aren't displaying symptoms of flu, then you aren't carrying it. But, of course, that's wrong. You can carry the flu germ on your body, on your hands. So, actually, really good hygiene measures. Washing your hands with warm, soapy water, binning tissues, you know, soon after you've used them. It's really important, not just for protecting yourself, but for protecting others also. And always the getting vaccine. vaccine. Yeah, that's right. So, Laura, we've done everything that we can um, to ensure that we don't get the flu. But sadly, you know, people will still succumb. So I'm assuming that if you get the flu, the first thing you do is march down to your GP practice. Very, and I'm looking at you with a face. No, absolutely not. (laughs) In fairness, you can feel really unwell when you do have the flu. So maybe that you do need to take advice just to make sure there's nothing else going on and that it is just flu. Do stay away from hospital GP surgeries. Uh, You do not want to spread this sort of viral infection to other more vulnerable people who are there for other reasons. But please seek advice if you feel you need it. So that could be through NHS 111, for example, or online on the NHS website sites you must rest sleep keep warm take paracetamol or ibuprofen if you can to lower your temperature and treat those aches and pains keep hydrated it's really really sensible advice if your symptoms aren't improving after seven days if you have any chest pain shortness of breath difficulty breathing or start coughing up blood i'm sure nobody would ignore that but please contact nhs 111 um, speak to a pharmacist or if you do need to then of course phone your gp there's no doubt about it, is there, Vera? And we're kind of, this is a tricky time of year for both us as residents, patients, NHS and our communities. Yeah, and I think the key point there really is that um, we are living in the community and we just need to think about the people that live around us, whether they're you know vulnerable, older people, and what we can do just to make sure that they're warm kind of when it gets a bit colder and that we raise people's awareness of getting things like the flu jab. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, looking out for our neighbours, being neighbourly and making sure people are taking care of themselves. It's all about prevention. 
really having less people needing to use those really important frontline healthcare services because of flu will help to make our healthcare system more resilient and keep those services in our community available for those who really need them. So, Therian, are you getting your flu jab this year? I most definitely am. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Thanks for listening.